if you have all day, maybe you could get one done in like three days because you need to wait for the paint to dry and the stuff to dry. But yeah, it's cool. And it's going to look good in my shelf. It's, I'm not going to wear this thing. It smells like death. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get a few air fresheners for inside. Yeah, and a fan. Renews uh, it. I Remember the little renews it? Renews it, do's it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no? Oh, yeah. I think that about. might be showing my age. I think that might be like an early 80s, like late 70s commercial. <laughs> Our Tribe, a podcast about teaching and supporting each other in our common profession with Fabian Hoffman, Jamie Halsey, and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome back to Finding Our Tribe Summer Edition. We're excited to be back. Uh, we were all looking at our shelves going, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> and then lightning struck, <laughs> not me, but it's, one of us. It, it kind of seems like this is the same thing every time. Yeah. It's like, what are we talking about today? Uh, especially over we... the summer, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not <laughs> yeah, in there's school nothing, mode. Yeah. There's nothing happening in the classroom. Right. I have, we haven't made a kid cry in at least a month now. It's like, what are we going to talk about today if we don't talk about that? So. <laughs> uh, we haven't we even almost, driven yeah. by school. It's just like out of mind, have... out of sight, out of mind, right? The fact that they're redoing the roof of my classroom and I can't go back is really hard. Yeah. I like want to go grab like the power for my computer that I left there, but I can't even oh, yeah. go back and do that. Yeah. Excuses well, not to. So, so we decided we decided to talk about EdTech tools, and yeah. that's where we landed. And I think I think it's going to be pretty great. So let's. Uh, I jump think in. so too because yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that um, we use between the three of us that I think a lot of people are going to either not know or will get like reminded of that this exists and I think those are some really cool tools that we found. If you're like me, I feel yeah. like I've heard a lot of teachers and myself think, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I want to use that this year. Yeah. Like yeah. just something out of sight, out of mind <laughs> a little bit. And then we can do this now and then people are going to think the same thing in like half a year. Oh, yeah, I heard about that oh, on yeah, that podcast. Right. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot. We'll have to remind everybody <laughs> what, right before school starts again. Like, that yeah. we yeah. made yeah. these things. And Am I starting? Some ideas. Did we decide that? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to start. So I don't, don't think start? I start very yeah. often. Uh, I'm going to no, talk about true. Tinkercad. I use Tinkercad often. Tinkercad is the kid-friendly version of computer-aided drafting CAD, C-A-D. Uh, for students to 3D design. I guess you don't have to 3D print after you 3D design, but that's what we do. So with the 3D printer in my class, like I know the STEM classes at my school use Tinkercad often. I just finished, I think I talked to you guys about it last week and it's on my Twitter, um, the Star Wars build, uh, like panel, door panel plate, did all that in Tinkercad. Yep. Uh, it yep. is limiting at times, but for me, students in special education, uh, what I started to realize really quickly is they like uh, they're afraid of the technology. So when I'm checking in on them to see how their classes are going, they're failing their STEM classes, and I'm thinking, why mm. are you like this? Should be this is the hands-on, interactive, exploratory, doesn't require necessarily the reading, you know, comprehension as much as just the engagement. So it was really surprising mm -hmm. to me to find out that a lot of my special education students, and maybe a lot like in general, I don't know if this is a generalization or not, just aren't 
don't lean that direction. So I got a 3D printer in my class, which you guys know. And then I used it initially to do things like create nameplates for them. So this last year I created them for for them. This year they're going to use the texting part of of Tinkercad to make their own nameplates. And then they're going to print them. Something simple that helps them to see how an idea that they created, even though Tinkercad helps you, can become a reality yeah. that now they're holding in their hands. Uh, I, I thought about it last year and made them for them. And then in the middle of the year, I thought, oh, man, it would have been just that much more impactful if they could have made it themselves. That's the big thing, yeah. huh? It was, and it's really yeah. fun because what you can do, what I realized it was over the winter, I had them create their own ornaments. And then mm-hmm. they printed their ornaments and they're like, wow, I created this and printed this. And I was like, ah, dummy. Why didn't you just have them do that with their nameplates too? So I think I wanted to give them a gift initially and have it be something from me, but trying to think of how to put the tools in their hands. And what I found is then I take the next step of saying, okay, how can I connect this to maybe one part of each unit? So if if I'm in Egypt for world history, I had them create a, not just a pyramid, but then hollow out the pyramid uh, to signify the idea that these were tombs. So when they flip their pyramid over, it's empty on the inside mm-hmm. to this idea that these weren't just, you know, pyramids on, on the desert. They were actually functional tombs for kings uh, and their families. So why not why not have them just do that out of cardboard? Uh, that is an idea, too. In fact, I might flip back and forth because I have students for two years uh, mm-hmm. and actually try to do that. But uh, honestly, it's just cool. Like, they're yeah. just, they're holding, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's like the shock value almost of just being able to hold something that was in their mind and on the computer that now is somehow yeah. something they're holding is a connection that a lot of my students don't think is possible. And so it and almost I think, opens up that creativity. And I think what's, yeah, and I th- so that is definitely a huge part. It's like this, this idea of you, you have it in 2D on your computer, even though it's 3D because they're 3D creating, but it's 2D, still flat on the screen, and then... They print it out and they hold it in their hand and they're like, oh, look at this. Like, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm currently, uh, my summer project is building a Stormtrooper helmet and out of EVA foam. And I, I cut out all the pieces and it looks really, like, complicated. But then when you start putting it together, it's just like, holy crap, I just made this thing. It's like, it's such a satisfying. I was wondering how long it would take you to work that into yeah. the <laughs> No, it's That was about five minutes. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. No, but it's such a, it's such a fun like moment where you like hold the thing that you've only seen on paper in your hand and i've had this many times before where it, where i created something i drew something on paper and then i created it in some in some way that's just fun and well Tinkercad's i think it's very user yeah. friendly there's some easy exactly, yeah. tutorial lessons at the beginning that you could work through with them uh and i had students doing what I would consider to be a complex task, which is taking a solid object, 3D object, and then taking something that's not solid to cut out a piece from the solid, which for my students, many, there's, that's a multi-step, like many multi-step directions. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. wasn't sure if they'd be able to hang, and they were. And you know what? The couple that struggled a little, you know, I could just guide them a little bit and give mm-hmm. them a little bit of extra support to be able to accomplish it. And then... Yeah. That sits in their cubby. Here's I, what I think I like the most is that that nameplate, that pyramid, all sit in their cubby that I have for them in my class all year long. So every time they walk up to get their notebook, 
they see the things they've made. They often mm-hmm. ask, can I take this home yet? I'm like, nope, not till the end of the year. <laughs> you get it all at the end of the year, and then you can take it home yeah. and do whatever you want with it. It's kind of yeah. cool. That's yeah, cool. cool, and I kind of like the idea how you were saying kind of um, – going between a digital project, a 3D printed project, and like a cardboard project. But maybe your digital project evolves. Like maybe one year they do the pyramids and then like the next year they do like a hieroglyph kind of plate or something like that. Or some sort of like where they build their, like an Egyptian god or something like that, some sort of like a monument to that. Um, You could have them go in all kinds of directions. Yeah. Or they could prototype it through like with cardboard first on paper and then on cardboard and then you get them send them off on the computer created and then print 3d printed in the end there's like yeah, this, no this design the cycle more process on the better mm-hmm. and yeah, so doing absolutely. it in all those facets even that even honestly as simple as like having them color a piece of paper that has the pyramid on it first as the workup like they just mm-hmm. it's that yeah. reinforcement like that designing really helps it, yeah. my mm-hmm. students so mm-hmm. uh, and but the i like the simplicity of it and i can use it so it's got to be pretty simple so <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about about this is that the the things that they would be creating are relatively simple so it prints pretty fast on a 3d printer Right, and so you can manage your class in there too. You have a, you can have them in mm-hmm. there, and you can manage it. Right. Uh, I can even create the base of something, and then have them use a copy of that, share it with them, and have that be have, used and then by build them. off of that. Yeah, and then build mm-hmm. off of it. So if there's like a overly complex part that I just want to take care of for them, and them have to do the less complex part, they mm-hmm. can do that. All in an effort to get them to feel comfortable with the technology. Mm-hmm. That they're learning in their other classes and feel like this is too much, it's too complicated, I'll never get it. And I don't want them to think that. Yeah. It also now has, I don't know if you have seen this uh, yet, um, they also have circuits that you can program on there. I think that's Ooh. relatively new. Mm. Um, so you can um, create a new circuit and then uh, just model essentially how a circuit should work. Um, connected with batteries and, and micro bits and potentiometers and LEDs and blah, blah, blah. And then they could use that, try it, code it, and then they could transfer those skills into real world as well. That's so cool. It's like that reminds so me of that. Stuff. What's that called? Like magic tape or something? Like the electronic copper tape that seems very trendy right now where like you can use a 3D printer and then use this like copper magic kind of electric tape. Oh, to make a conductor? To make it, so co- yeah, to make uh-huh. a conductor, mm, connector. Okay. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, I have some of that. Pieces. I have no, like I little lights and circuits. and. Really? Yeah, it's pretty that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And then so they also know. have code blocks as well. So you can now animate stuff in there as well. So you can create your things and then you can animate it. I think it's just really cool, yeah, for them to be yeah. able to. I, I think initially, even with my content in class, I was thinking, how do I get you to know this a hundred percent, without a doubt? You know, no failures, no misses, no, you know, anything. And obviously, that's not realistic. But yeah. in their, in their, uh, I, I'm hoping my class gives them that that confidence to say, the next tech thing that comes at me, I might be able to accomplish. Where I feel yeah. like a lot of them, when I meet them, say, no, no, that's not my thing. I'm out. Kind of like math for a lot or of Or at the very least, know that, okay, well, I may not know exactly the answer, but at least maybe I know 
some questions that I could ask to arrive at the answer because they have that, you know, because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know and you don't even know where to begin and you're kind of paralyzed. But at least having a little bit of experience, like working with something like Tinkercad, you know, maybe again in their STEM class, they could use Tinkercad to create something because they have experience in that and then that could get them over the hump. Well, I think our classes are supposed to overlap, right? Like we're supposed to be working on English skills in social studies, and why not STEM too? So I'm trying to pull that in. Yeah, yeah I don't see why you can't build all of that together, and that's yeah. going to make the learning more concrete anyway and, and then practical. If they, get mad, yeah. they have a pyramid they can throw at me. It's <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's that's really pointy. True. It might hurt. I know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was. A, it, yeah, I have tink- a couple of violent students, so it wasn't above me to think. Uh oh, I hope I didn't just give them a weapon. <laughs> Um, and if your students want to move on, they can like move on to the big leagues with Autodesk Fusion 360, right? So they can like Tinkercad is like a, a trimmed down version of that on the browser, and then uh, same it's with kind Blender, of like going uh, from yeah, oh, going from GarageBand. Yeah, well, no, I think you download it. I think that's like an actual app you download it, but it's kind of like GarageBand. It's like the the trimmed down version of Logic Audio pro and then when you want to hit the big league so you want to do some fancy editing you use that so it's kind yeah, of my like 14 year old step. does blender a lot so he's very yeah. that's the next step mm-hmm. to which then he said dad that's i need a bigger computer and i'm like ah oh, darn it and you're like mm, it's my own look fault. At my bank account. but you give them the basics and then if they want to pursue that they can pursue that that's right they can get mm-hmm. a job and buy their own computer mm-hmm. dang it exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, All right, well, that's me that's, that's so tinkercad cool. love it Nice. I kind of want to hear about Shapegrams. Is that okay if we go Shapegrams next? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Okay, so Shapegrams is a website created by Tony Vincent. Tony Vincent's a teacher and kind of a a tech guru kind of a guy. Um, Mm -hmm. what, uh, What he does is he has a series of drawing tutorials using Google Draw. And he has the kids um, create very basic drawings with that. Um using the tools and it basically helps the kids get familiarized with the different Google tools. So the, it actually is a freemium, um, type show. Um, and so, um, not show, sorry. It's a freemium type. I can't talk. So I put something I, in the chat. I know chat he put something and it, and it like threw me off cause I'm in the middle uh, of the sentence. I put um, it in the chat and then she yeah. just couldn't hold it together. Yeah, it's fine. It. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks, Scott. So what um, show were you talking about? It's not a show. <laughs> it's a subscription <laughs> service. Um, but there's a few free ones. So, like, one of the ones is just creating a house. It's just, like, a very basic house. But it's really getting the kids to, like, look at a picture, break it up into different shapes, and then layer the pieces. And it takes them step by step by step. So you assign this thing. What's great about it is he's got this tutorial right embedded in the in the Google um drawing and they can you know take it step by step you can walk the kids through it and then they can pause and watch the video and replicate it and it shows them how to do all kinds of things like create um change the outline to transparent layer the pieces group and ungroup the shapes and really what that does is it allows the kids to kind of think about drawing differently how to look at look at a picture and break it up into shapes and then they can actually create their own clip art 
start once they have these skills. So my mm-hmm. kids gained a lot of confidence, a lot of creativity. They started thinking outside the box. So when we would do things like, for example, an edu protocol, sketch and tell, where they have to do a Google drawing um, that goes along with their writing based on something that they've read or watched. They have to, you know, respond to something with drawing. They can use what they learned in Shapegrams and create some really nice pieces of art that shows what they what they know. And they can create diagrams and clip art and all kinds of things. So I've seen a lot of success with it. Okay, mm-hmm. I just happened to be on the website just now because I'm so excited for what you're saying. And then you yes. said there's a subscription. So I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, what, like, how do I? And there is a free if you go. There to, is. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so a couple there's, free ones you can download. Yeah. So basically, there's a house, there's a happy face, an ice cream cone, and a lion. Those are all the free ones. Um, and I know for him, like, he's like, oh, this is actually how I start my class. He starts them off with a shape gram in the morning and they build their shape grams and, um, and, each day he adds a harder one until they get really, really good at it. For me, mm-hmm. like I have so many things that I pay for. I think it's definitely worth his subscription. I just couldn't build it into my budget this year. Um, but even with the free ones, just doing four free ones, my kids are able to take off and really do great um, drawings with Google. But it says only $35. So in the world of subscriptions, $35 for a whole year is not Yeah, it's not bad. I just had done a bunch of $30. (laughs) I imagine there's a lot of You know, it just adds up. So I'm like, okay, I don't think I can throw another $35 onto it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's absolutely worth it. I just, at this past year, it it just didn't happen for me. But I I do think that it's a great program. Um, I think it, it builds a lot of patience. And... The pictures look easy, but it's actually a little harder to build than you think. So like the emoji face, that's like level two. They build that and they're like, oh, it's just like circles or whatever. But it's hard to get um, a circle to be circular and to get the right like width on the outline because it's got like an eyeball, like an open eye, and it's got an outline around the eyeball, but that's actually another circle. That's not just an outline of the shape. So they're yeah. really learning how proportion and things like that. That's really cool. I, stuff. I think it would be a fun, like, um, advisory, like, homeroom type activity for me. Oh, for sure. Fun. Or, like, a Friday. Yeah. You know how you do, like, Friday STEM or yeah. or Friday fun or whatever? They they love it. They are super into it. And so I assign the first one, the house, and then mm-hmm. I let them go to town. And then as kids start finishing, I'm like, okay, I just threw the, the next level two on there. And then... When kids are done with that, level three, and I just have them on there. And then I've had a lot of kids uh, go on the weekend and work on it on the weekend, or they create, like, different versions of the same thing. Like, they'll draw another one, but maybe they'll make their, you know, emoji face. Maybe they'll have two open eyeballs instead of one open and one closed or whatever. Yeah. I what imagine I, love- I would spend time laughing with my students about how horrible we all are at it. <laughs> And that would yeah. be like a bonding moment? Like, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, you could draw yeah. along with them. And again, yeah. it's a lot harder than it looks. What I love about I this a- is that it's um, meant for uh, Google Drawings. But mm-hmm. the cool thing is that it translates into into um, Google Slides and then also into Canva um, if you want to level up your game. And Absolutely. Uh, I did have a question. Scott is raising his hand. Yes, sir. So we're on like, uh, because I have a weird sync today, so I'm trying to be more uh, amenable. Um, It's hard for me. Um, (laughs) 
It says $35 for a year, but then, like, once you have it, don't you have it forever? I think so. You do, well, but I think he adds more. Yeah, oh, he adds it. more every year. Yeah. Like, he came out with a bunch of things for, like, there was, like, a snow globe for Christmas. Oh, so this um, is, like, to get all the latest and greatest as well. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it, yeah. It. And he, cool. he even has one for there, there, and there, you know, the three there's. Mm-hmm. Like, There's building a shape, them? yeah, building oh, a shape gram to, like, help with that grammar, right? Like, solidifying that grammar. I mean, there's yeah. a compass rose. There's, like, there's so many different things, and they get harder and harder. Um, yep. Love it. Know. Fun. Yeah. Great. Well, and Fabian, you mentioned Canva, so why don't we just, Great like, idea. mosey yeah, on Yeah, let's talk about Canva. Canva. Let's do it. Well, I love Canva. I use I use Canva for all of my yeah. Sorry, I use Canva for all of my badges that I just made from the last episode, and I had been on Canva. Like I've had a subscription, not a subscription, but an account for a long time, and I just didn't really go into it. But then once I started creating those badges, I like went to town. And what I love about it is I just found an existing badge. And just changed it, changed the font, changed the colors and all of that stuff, the images to just suit my needs. And so I know, Scott, in your class, you kind of just threw Canva at your kids and said, hey, create something. I'm not sure what they created, um, but they just were in there kind of tinkering with it. And you said that they had a lot of success. And although I didn't do this with my students, I could definitely see throwing it at them especially if they had, you know, the benefit of really learning the Google tools and Shakegrams, then going to Canva would probably be like easy peasy. Yeah, originally I was thinking, oh, I'm out of time. Like it's, it's the last week of school before I leave for my Disney award-winning trip. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> of course, and we I have wa- to. I want them to have uh, I want them to do something that's worthwhile and will help grow. And again, that whole technology side of things. So I did sign them up for a class on Canva and then assign them things and then said, hey, I'm going to use this next year. I've got this really cool new like uh, moon shaped table in my class. And my idea is that students would create stickers with content that I put on that table. And by the time the year is over, my table is full of content stickers, whether it be world history or Hawaiian history. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave them that vision, and I said, can you guys go on and be kind of my, I don't know, my test subjects to just see how you'll, and I knew they'd love it, but uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll totally do that for you, Mr. Kaz, and they jumped so what on. Were some of the, what were some of the things they created? Like you said the stickers, but what were some of the, what was some of the content that they tied to that? So I didn't give them any content guidelines. Oh, okay. I told that's them that's what I want to do next year. I say, Come on. imagine Listen. yourself being like a uh, a tra- like a what's a, a travel agent, and you're going to create a sticker. So they started with that whole mentality and picked templates that would work really well. But then they put like Godzilla breathing fire instead of you know ancient India. But they're so, learning uh, the tools, so that's okay. So again, another pro- edgy protocol thing. They always talk about starting with that low cognitive load, right? When you introduce something. I think it's the same with a, with a, any sort of digital tool that you give yeah. your kids. You know, give them free for all, like go create your Godzilla or your SpongeBob or whatever. And then after that, you can learn and turn it and relate it to content. And the cool thing is, if you, if you know a little bit about what what you're doing with Canva, then you can like show what they created and then just take it apart kind of and show like, oh, this is something where you could have done this, could have done that. This is something you did really well. And you can just analyze it and 
um, give them feedback on what they've already built so that when you move on to the actual project, they are kind of like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. And then they can take it from there. Um, it's the same skills they already learned. They're just applying it to different content. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. My favorite part is then, just like Tinkercad, I have a silhouette, a Cricut kind of cutting machine called Silhouette, where I turn them into vinyl stickers, and then they get to hold what they made digitally, mm -hmm. which is a big step in my students' minds. That's like a huge leap. So actually, so you asked what did they make. A lot of them made stickers for their friends or stickers yeah. for themselves to put on their water bottles because they were just so excited because I said, once you try this out and show me how it works and give me some pointers, which, again, I already knew, but I wanted them to be invested then they got to create something they really like. But how cool them. would it be that like, um, and again, I don't, I'm not as familiar with Hawaiian history, but you um, talked about the king of Hawaii, right? The last king of Hawaii. Like yeah. you could have them, you know, what sticker would this king make on and put on his water bottle? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's technically a queen, so... Or a queen, I'm, I'm sorry. See, this anyway. is why yeah. this is my yeah. ignorance is showing. It's so. the only queen. It just yeah. okay. to be. You okay. Said, you could have said any other king, and it would have been a king. The last one's a queen. The last okay. one's a queen. Okay, okay, sorry. The last one... <laughs> either one, the last monarch, okay, yeah, of go. Hawaii, yeah, or you any... You know, maybe they pick any of them along, you know, the Hawaiian history, and they could focus on that one, and then, you know create a sticker for that person's yep. water yep. bottle or um, I do have them do like a last, any of this I do have them do a deck slide of the, of one king or one queen which mm -hmm. is only one queen as a final <laughs> report um, and so being able to have one of the elements of that being going on Canva and creating that sticker or that badge with the queen like it's just going to be a slam dunk it's going to mm -hmm. be yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I also like about Canva is that you have so, so many templates. It's amazing. Like, um, as yes. teachers, we get a free education version, which is just the full version, the pro version of um, Canva. And uh, one of the things that I like to do with students is to point them into the social media direction um, because mm. they have templates for Instagram. They have templates for Instagram stories, for Reels, Facebook posts, um, TikTok videos, Twitter posts, etc. So you could also have them create like a, a social media post for uh, one of the characters in a book or a historical figure or um, I don't know, like is anything really that you can anything. think of. Um, and, and you don't have to send them to like Instagram and, and create it there, but you have like a, a platform that is trusted and they don't get distracted um, by whatever somebody posts at this point in time. Um, and there's just so there's just so much stuff. Like I just used. I it also to... saw. Oh, did you see on here? They also have a Google Classroom header. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, which yeah. they could then use on their Google site, like for their either Absolutely, so they could create yeah. a Google site for some sort of content related thing, or they could create a Google site that houses all their digital work like Scott and I did. Um, yep. And then you could have them create their own header. And how cool would that be? And infographics. Be cool. And it's just like Canva yeah. is just, there's everything is in there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So Very, definitely yeah. worth checking like out. I think thumbs up on that one. Yeah. I, I think, think so, so too. And, yeah. and, and hats off to Tisha Richmond. She's like the queen of um, Canva now. And so yeah, she could she probably is. give us a, a very, even better tutorial too. That's true. And I have her book. So we're like even co- mm -hmm. yeah, we're like, 
Yeah. Co. You feel like I yeah. practically no. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you? I don't know what you're trying to say. All right. All well, right. let's uh, cool. let's move on to a couple uh, winners from Fabian. You got a couple yeah. that kind of always are in your back mm-hmm. pocket that you love. Absolutely. And we know it because we use them too when you bring it up all the time. So <laughs> go for it. <laughs> all right. So um, I am looking at some classroom tools. So these were creation tools for edtech stuff, right? So uh, shape grams and all that good stuff. But um, I do think that these following to have a lot of play and a lot of uh, usability in your classroom. So a lot of people probably have heard of Edpuzzle before, and it's been around for a while. Um, there was, when when I first heard about Edpuzzle, I was d- using a different service, which then got kind of like discontinued, sadly, and I had like all kinds of stuff created, but then Edpuzzle came along, and they're doing the same thing, just better. Um, and what it is, is essentially you uh, take a video uh, off of YouTube, it's, let's say, and then you uh, have your students watch the video, and then the video stops at certain points, and it asks them a question. And these can be multiple choice questions. This can be questions uh, where they have to write a little bit. can be a true or false question. It can be just a comment. You can leave audio comments on stuff as, as the teacher. Um, it's just a um, really amazing, amazing tool for language learning, for uh, history, for math, for whatever. Um, really every single subject that you can think of. Um, it's, uh, I, I just love it. I use it all the time because I could um, lecture a lot in my class, but I really don't want to and my students don't want me to. And so I just send them off to Edpuzzle. And um, they there's already a ton of content created. So you don't even have to come up with your own questions. You can just remix stuff that is already in, exist- in existence. So um, if you find a video about, let's say, uh, how Hitler came to power and there's a bunch of questions in there that might not really, all of them might not actually be questions that your students can answer. So you can delete stuff, add your own things, uh, add, a, add a couple of words at the beginning to explain the context and stuff like that. Um, it's amazing. It's, I really, really... And then it's got a dashboard too so you can see how far they've they've watched the video how many questions they answered you know all of that stuff so it's and it tracks it too i believe it tracks everything exports it well right you a button to read the question Think so I don't. I've never an used audio? that. You can you leave can, an audio yeah. question, like okay. you could ask them an actual audio. Because I'm working okay. a lot on this. One of my PDs this summer is all about e- English language learners, right? And so mm-hmm. being able to give them that access, even though I have a pretty lower level reading system in place for those students, having that audio version, I, th- I believe it has it because I've seen it. But yeah, uh, really great. And yeah, I'm I'm officially licensed uh, and licensed Edpuzzle genius or whatever they call me because I did like a course. So if anybody has questions, certificated is that like sure. a participation trophy or what kind are of we talking about here? Yeah, whatever. I think anyway. you've got a badge. <laughs> There's some I kind think of I badge. I have the same I got. thing. Um, I have one of those too. The the cool thing is that um, they also not only can you find stuff that is like created by the community, they also create their own stuff. They call it now Edpuzzle Originals, so that's new. Um, oh. and they have stuff for math, science, ELA, and social studies. And um, like, for example, place value for like third grade math and stuff. And it's like just math videos that, that the Edpuzzle team created and added questions in there. And uh, as I said, you can always like uh, 
change it up a little bit, change the questions, add more questions to it. And what, what I really like about this is that it's really, for the kids who, who just understand everything right away, they answer the question right away and they're done. But for the kids who just take a little longer, they need to hear it again, you can always click on a button that says rewatch. And then it plays like the last 15, 20 seconds again for the kids. And this is usually the, the time frame that you use for the question. So the question always refers back to that. So they can jump back and you can set it up so that they cannot skip ahead. So they cannot skip questions. You can set it up to let them skip questions, but usually I want them to watch the video first before they can answer questions. It's amazing. Well, yes, if sir. you're thinking self-directed learning yeah. and station work too, this is key for that. Exactly. Like, like for QR yeah. break-ins uh, or any station rotations or whatever you want to use, um, it's it's great because it just can be a station for for you to have them use Edpuzzle. And they learn a and lot. Some may love it and choose it to go do it first. Yeah. And some may hate it and choose it to do it last. But yeah. they can make that choice that in their stations. Exactly. And you can put in your own videos that you create. You can also record yourself. Too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can you can record a lecture of yourself um, mm-hmm. and then uh, have them watch it too. Kind of for a flipped classroom. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Or like when someone steals your Funko Pop, you could make a video of your lecture to them. Yeah. And then they have to answer questions along the way. Oh, that would have been really great. <laughs> that would have been so great. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> Dang it. Missed opportunity. I'm writing that down for next year when someone steals yep. something. Next next yep. time. All right. So that's Edpuzzle. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is a tool that I discovered, I think, through Michael Matera. Um, it is called classroomscreen.com. And it is something that you will use, I guarantee you. If you play around with it, you're going to be like, oh, actually, this is amazing. So um, I, it, what it is, it's essentially it's a, a background. You can put any background image you want. You can, that can be related to your unit. So I would have the Colosseum up every once in a while um, or anything relating to our content. Um, and then you have all kinds of tools you can throw on there. So you can put a clock, a clock there um, so they can see what time it is. You can throw a timer up there. So if you need um, them to work for like five minutes and then you have a timer there. Um, there are another thing they have, which I have never used before, but that might be useful to some people. They have this um, traffic light um, that kind of like shows like maybe these are your three warnings or whatever. You've, you're doing really good. So the, the light just goes to green without you having to say, hey, guys, you're doing awesome. So you don't rip or them out of there. Or if you're playing red light, green light. Exactly. You I could mean, do that, that too. That would obviously work too. Yeah. Um, or if, you're, if they're working on like maybe answering a group question, mm-hmm. like they go, they answer the question, and then the yellow is like you kind of have to wrap it up and then stop. Yep. It's time to like, you, you can know. do that too as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also has these uh, work symbols uh, that you can throw on there. Like, this is my expectation right now for what we're doing. And there's like a silence. And then there's like a whisper button, ask a neighbor. So that when kids like check out and they don't listen to what's going on, they at least they know, oh, this is what we're doing right now. Oh, <laughs> we, we're supposed to talk to a neighbor. Um, so or we're the second row, stuff, Fabian, yeah. has mm-hmm. something that says group maker. And yeah. we were just talking before the podcast. Is mm-hmm. there a way to set up groups? Yeah. So that so must be the one that does it. Um, this one, no, this is not the one that creates groups. This one ha- oh, does okay. have a random name generator, though. So you can put um, the names of your kids in there and then uh, r- have it run. And the cool thing is when you run it, it selects a name. And then if that person was 
did their thing, they they talked or whatever, um, it will not repeat that name, um, which is kind of cool because then you can kind of um, just automate uh, or or just uh, make it more um, randomized so that students aren't like you always pick on me. Um, you can also put a QR code. <laughs> is that code? what they sound like in your <laughs> head? Yeah. Hey, you always picking on me. Uh, you can also put QR uh, codes in there. So if you want them to go to a website, uh, you can just put your URL in there and it creates a QR code for you and then they can just scan it with a device. Um, you can also do, this is one thing. Yes, sir. No, You're, on the bottom, underneath yeah. more tools is a group. Oh, there is? Oh, no, I didn't see that one. And okay. then I put it in there because I put Fabian... Jamie, Scott, and your mom, so we'd have an equivalent number of people and <laughs> yeah. make two oh groups. Right. And Fabian and my mom are in one group, and Jamie and Scott are in the well, other perfect. group. Perfect. There you yep. go. Um, You're welcome. You can also, uh, there's dice in there. Um, another thing I really love is the, the noise level. Um, so if you want your class to, to work quietly, you can set up a, a maximum noise level. Um, if they break I feel it, like then mine would just try to break the noise level. Well, they do. That's that's the first thing <laughs> they want to try is to get the the noise meter to go. Um, but once they get that out of their system, it's actually really really helpful. But you can just I I play around with it with them and just be like make a lot of noise and then they make a lot of noise and then <laughs> they get used to it. So it's like there's just a million things that we use in our classrooms daily, but it's all collected in in one really beautiful uh, website. And you, it's Smart. free. Um, you can create workspaces, so you can prep cl classes on there, um, or um, create like for specific classes, like different. If you have different preps or whatever, um, you could throw that in. Classroomscreen.com. Yeah, classroomscreen.com. It's That's great. Really I love cool. that so much. Yeah. Well, look at us with all of our tech stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fun. <laughs> and informative. We hope we Actually, hope you it, well, this, it, it was surprising. surprisingly <laughs> fun. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Uh, wow. We hope it you was guys surprisingly informative. <laughs> enjoyed that as much as we did. <laughs> and we hope like you're like, oh I forgot about that. I'm gonna use it or ooh, I never heard about that. I'm gonna try it and uh, go check it out. It'll yeah. all be in the show notes. Absolutely. So good luck to whoever makes the show notes. That's me. And it's Fabian. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Come back next time. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and uh, when you're, and when you're out there in the world and you, you want to uh, rate us, give us a rate and say, Hey man, they're really awesome. Why not go on iTunes and, or podcast, the podcast app and give us a five-star rating. It literally takes like five seconds. Say Scott yep. is awesome. And then give it, yep. give it five stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and if you want to be on the show, just let us know. Yeah. Because we're open to people. We are. Yep. We are. So. All right. We'll see you next time on Finding Our Tribe. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. -bye. Bye.